All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mondays with Marketing. We have a really cool show today. Uh, Going to be talking about Instagram hacks that you know may be hurting your growth and what you should be doing instead to make sure that you're reaching your desired audience. I know all of the last week we've been talking about how um, our AMS Yesi is going to be joining us, but we also today have April Wilhelm, who has a very uh, specific idea of, you know, th- some things with Instagrams, particularly hashtags. So we'll get into that. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my guests on today. We got Yessi, we got April, everybody is in. Good m- afternoon. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited to answer everyone's questions. Yeah. So uh, just with that, feel free, just like every week, leave comments in the comment section, whether this is on uh, YouTube or Facebook, we'll see them right here. We're going to answer them as best we can in real time. And then we'll save some time at the end to make sure we go back and answer any questions that we weren't able to get to. So I'm going to bring this up on here. Um, Today, like I said, debunking common Instagram hacks that might actually be hurting your growth. We're going to be sharing this overall slideshow with you guys via the private Facebook group for Windermere um at the conclusion of the show that way you guys have this and then as always this will, episode will be available as a podcast form um, later on this afternoon you can also go back and watch it on our youtube channel or right here in the facebook group anytime you like all right so uh some things we're going to be going over today um just brief synopsis of what this episode is about we're going to be touching on the instagram algorithm why is it so hard a lot of people think it's so hard we're going to tell you why it's really not that difficult um, a lot of people think you need to be posting every single day. Relevancy and timeliness is a thing, but you may not need to be posting as often as you think. Uh, stories are not important that you should be focused on feed posts. We'll talk about that. If you have a lot of likes and a lot of followers, you're doing great. Maybe not. And uh, last couple of things we'll discuss before the end of the episode is um, how to drive audience engagement. And the big one, should you be using all 30 hashtags? So jumping in, the Instagram algorithm, Yessie, um, what can you tell us a little bit of information on the algorithm and what our audience should know? Well, the Instagram algorithm is always changing. Um, you know, because there's been so many changes lately and all the time, there always will be a lot of changes with the Instagram algorithm. Um, you know, Instagram is always doing a lot of wonderful updates with the platform. So it tends to confuse people of, you know, what can I do to get my content out there? A lot of people sometimes feel, you know, my content isn't getting the reach that I feel like it should be, you know, what am I doing wrong? Um, You know, there's a lot of things that the Instagram algorithm takes into play. One big one is, are you engaging with people? You know, a lot of people have came up to me and asked me, well, I'm posting content and no one's liking my stuff or no one's sharing my things, you know, there's just no interaction. And I always ask them, are you engaging with someone? Are you engaging with anyone? Are you liking people's stuff? No, no, no. So the Instagram algorithm really takes into consideration, are you actually engaging with people? Um, If they see that you're just kind of like an account that just there's no action going on, your posts will most likely not be put out there. So yeah, definitely, I would suggest to engage with other people that is via stories, you know, interact with the community that you're within. I think another big thing is, are you using all of the amazing things that Instagram has to offer? The algorithm loves when you're active on stories. The algorithm loves 
you know, when you're using their polls, Q&As, stickers, they take that into consideration. And, you know, they'll go ahead and push your content out if you're doing a lot of those things. <clears throat> yeah, Can I add something to that, Jake? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> that, it, everything that Yessie said is really called posting and ghosting, right? It's when a post goes out and you exit out of the app. Every social media app has a goal of retention, and that is getting people to stay on the app as long as possible. It's why once upon a time, you would get deemed if you were sharing out, outside links. So for example, with LinkedIn, just like Instagram, if you shared a link to a YouTube video or to a Facebook post or to your website, it would take a point off and say, no, we don't want people to leave our platform because they'll get distracted and they won't come back. It's the same thing when it comes to engagement. If you're not getting engagement and people are just looking at your content, maybe they're just clicking a like, but they're not commenting, they're not sharing, they're not saving the post. It's probably because you're not interacting with them or you don't have a call to action for them to interact. And so a really great way to make sure that you are getting that Instagram algorithm um, kind of like high five is by having that call to action for telling somebody to do something. Thing, and then also engaging right back. So if somebody comments, make sure that you with, you know, it's just like answering an email or picking up the phone, right? When a client calls you, you want to be the first person to respond back. You want to make sure that, you know, they feel that customer service, that they feel like they're attended or they feel that attention back. So you want to make sure you answer that in a like timely manner. Hopefully that adds some value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about, you know, everything we do in this business in real estate, it's about building relationships, relationships with clients, right? So our social media strategy has to be the thing. If we're not driving that engagement, if we're not, you know, responding to comments that users are leaving on our posts, and in turn, if, if some we'll talk about a little bit more later, but if you see the same couple people like consistently commenting on your posts, are you engaging back with them? Are you checking out their posts as well? Building that relationship, um, and you know, April mentioned you're posting and jumping off the app. If you're not on the app, how are you going to build that relationship? You have to spend time, just like with anything else, investing your time and energy into this app if you really want to grow your audience. Right. Um, so some other things on this uh, touched on briefly, but you know, the relevance of your content is the content that you're posting something that your users are or they want to see. Um, this ties back into, you know, your relationship with your followers. Um, Instagram can, you know, deduce, you know, the stuff that they're engaging with. And if you're posting similar stuff that they've engaged with in the past and that the algorithm sees that they like, they're going to show that to them more and more often, as long as your content is timely. You don't necessarily want to be posting, you know, three or four times a day, but you also don't want to only post, you know, once a month. And by the time you know someone might get back on the app, your content could be completely outdated. Definitely, I agree. I think your content should be, you know, the content that you put out should be serving your audience. You know, I always go back to, you know, your content should, if it's not educating, it should be entertaining or it should be empathizing, you know, with your audience. But definitely always think about every content that you put out, every piece of content that you put out. It, sh it should be, you know, either helping and serving your audience or building that connection with them. Absolutely. Um, so moving forward, you know, we briefly touched, I mentioned, you know, you don't need to be posting three or four times a day, but you also need to post more than once a month. 
what's the you know the proper amount of times to post? Should we be posting every day? Should you only be posting once a week? Maybe the answer really, in my experience, depends on what your audience will allow for. You have to kind of find a sweet spot. Um, it may be if you're in the early stages of building an audience, you may need to post a little bit more often so you can get to understand what people are engaging with and what they're not engaging with and then adjust from there as you kind of learn about your audience. Um, Yessi, who's our social media manager for uh, Winter Homes and Estates and handles a lot of our agent social medias as well, um, she sees this constantly. You know, she's always having to come up with content and, you know, some of it may perform well, some of it won't, and a lot of it depends on when's it posted. What's been your experience, especially with uh, running various agents' accounts, Jesse? Yeah, definitely. I always have the agents. If not, I can't. I have access to their insights. You know, I take into consideration their audience. Um, you know, Instagram and, you know, Facebook business manager in general has some amazing features in which you it literally tells you when your audience is most active. And, you know, that's really amazing because they literally give it to you on when to post. Um, but either regardless, I think definitely I want to go back to what we mentioned is that no matter when you post, you should always be engaging with your audience within that time frame. And it'll make such a huge difference. Um, but definitely, um, like you mentioned, if you're in the early stages of, you know, getting your your profile out there and, you know, you're starting out, I think it's it's definitely kind of like a, you know, trial, trial and error kind of thing. It's important to kind of, you know, figure out what works best for you and what works best for your audience. Um, in general, though, I have noticed that posting on Mondays and Saturdays gets a little bit less engagement than throughout the week. Um, I think Mondays, people are starting out their week. They're in kind of like a fog. They're in a blur. Um, you know, they're kind of focusing on how to get their week started or whatnot. Um, Saturdays, I've also noticed, is a low engagement day. People are out and about. So that's one thing to take into consideration. But always, I just always suggest take a look at your audience and what your insights are telling you specifically. Nice. April? Can, yes, perfect. Okay, so... I tell people all the time, when you're in the beginning, just do as much as you can um, That's that you can be consistent with because consistency is the biggest thing. If your audience is taught, right, because you're going to teach them your rituals, they're going to, people like consistency. I, I mean, even agents have, you know, a saying where they don't like change. Like, I remember being told that as soon as I was hired, like, okay, April, agents don't like change. So we need to make sure that whatever we provide for them is that consistency. So they always know what to expect. Humans are like that naturally, right? So when it comes to your content, when it comes to how you're posting, being consistent, whether you're posting every single day, whether you're posting Mondays and Fridays only, people are going to form that relationship and be like, okay, this content I relate to, I really enjoy this content. I like engaging with this content. So I am now taught in my head that I will come and view this content, um, brand new content, whether it's Mondays and Thursdays or Mondays and Wednesdays. I will also tell you, somebody um, had just said it, Jackie, she talked about IG insights. Yes, he brought up IG insights. Sometimes looking at that and making decisions is going to be really, really helpful for you because for accounts that I've grown, whether they're company accounts, brand accounts, individual accounts, sometimes you'll get weird, weird timeframes where your engagement goes up, where it's posting 
evening times, whether it's posting early in the mornings. And so being able to acknowledge when your audience is most active on a platform is going to really help you either schedule your content or prime you to participate in engagement during that time. So hopefully when you're throwing out your content in the beginning or you're really, I know I talked about this on Friday about having a content strategy plan of having you know, results or something to go back to, to check what's working, what's not working. So you can make those tweaks. That's going to be a great piece of information to be like, okay, is it the content that people aren't relating to? Or is it the timing that people aren't relating to? Are they just missing my content? Because I don't know about you guys, but I follow a thousand different accounts. And so I'm not going to always see my favorite, you know, fab fit fun content where I might be just seeing all my foodie content because their timing matches my timing when I'm on the platform. I also want to remind people, it's really, I think it makes a huge difference. I've noticed like kind of April, going back to what you mentioned, people just post and ghost. I think it's really important to use stories every single day. And when you post, let people know on your stories that you just posted. Um, I think that makes a huge difference and it really will kind of get your, your post out there. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we just got this comment from a user on our Facebook feed um, that Facebook crowd sets often differ quite a bit from Instagram. And this is going to be the case across pretty much any social media platform, even with those two being owned by the same parent company, Meta. It's your users on Facebook are going to be engaging with different content at different times than your user audience on Instagram. It could be your Instagram audience is more into you know, stats and cool like graphics or like fun videos. Whereas your Facebook audience, they might find your um, listing posts more interesting. They may be more apt to click on those or comment on a new listing that you have. And knowing your audience on each individual platform is huge because you, you really can't just post the same exact thing on every single platform at the same exact time. Um, and, you know, one thing to be interesting to find out from Yessi, since you do manage so many different accounts, um, how you get around this, if you, um, you know, it might be the same post, but maybe they're staggered at different times on different platforms or different days. How do you get around this for not only our company, but for our agents as well? Um, well, it's important to look at insights. Um, I think that's one thing that I just never miss. I like to look at insights. Um, there are definitely like dif different crowds on both Instagram and Facebook. I think it's about understanding your crowd, um, kind of taking a look at what times work best for Instagram and Facebook. Um, but definitely, um, I think one thing is kind of sometimes you can search the change up the wording with your captions um, on Instagram and Facebook and cater to each audience. Um, that's one thing that you can definitely do. But I think it's definitely Facebook business manager in, insights are definitely big and they will be your best friend in this case. Yeah. Very cool. And this all kind of ties into, you know, uh, we've briefly touched on feed posts versus story posts and what is better. If we're talking purely algorithm right now, the algorithm is favoring stories. Um, some that we've talked about a lot on this show. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, just in general as we're communicating with um, people, our, our clients in Facebook, our different agents um, in person. Um, I personally think that this is a kind of a react reactionary strategy by Meta itself based on just how 
rapidly TikTok grew over the last year and a half or two years. Um, what insight do either of you have on just in general the, you know, the switch in focus from posts over to uh, stories and some other recent changes that Instagram's made? I'm gonna be a mean mom to everyone who is watching right now. There is no excuse. You have zero excuse to not be using stories. And let me tell you why. Because if you have photos in your phone, which I know all of you do, there's your stories for the day. If you are um, having somebody manage your account or you are actually posting content to your feeds, guess what? That's a story content too. So there's no excuse not to be utilizing stories. There's no excuse to not be getting those insights from stories as well because you are able to use a lot of those features to really entice people to engage with your content, whether it's polls, whether it's tagging, whether it's location, whether it's a song, whether it's a funny photo, whether it's a link for a call to action, because guess what guys, you don't have to have 10,000 followers anymore to have a link and utilize links for call to actions. So really what I like to tell people is that when it comes to feed posts, they need to be your brand pillar structure but the story post is how you're actually engaging with your audience is where you're storytelling, where you're telling them what to do, whether you're gaining insights from them, that's your relationship maker. Okay. Your content, your feed post is really about education. It's about building that like trust and know that familiarity, um, getting people to know you a little bit, show that you're interesting and then building those actual relationships around stories. So again, big mama bear right now, all of you guys have no excuses not to be using stories. And if you need help, if you need support, reach out to us because we can walk you through because you don't have to spend hours on stories. It's very easy. It's quick. You share it. You make videos on your phone. You can post stuff from last week. Nobody's going to know. I drink coffee every day. Do I show that on my stories? Yes, but that coffee that I might be showing this morning could have been from a month ago. Nobody really needs to know. Nobody cares to know, but they're seeing that like, trust, and know there. Definitely. I've had actually heard from one of our agents in Escondido who actually got a lead from literally posting a picture of his laptop in his office, you know, um, and he had someone respond to his story, just say, oh, I forgot you do a real estate. I've been meaning to sell my home. Can I list with you? And he got a lead off of literally just posting, you know, reminding people that he does real estate on his story and the most casual way. And, you know, that's, it's just a great way to build a connection. So definitely I would suggest using stories every single day. Yeah. And that's a great, easy way to remind your people. Like I get a lot of agents who ask me, should I have a brand new account that I create and build from scratch that's strictly for my real estate, or should I use my personal accounts for this? And there are a lot of agents who prefer, they don't want to build like completely from scratch. And so they'll start out by, you know, if they're newer, especially, um, just using their regular Facebook page or regular Instagram account and peppering in some real estate stuff. And maybe it's been a while since they posted something. So that's a great way to remind even friends, family, whatever it may be, um, that you do operate a business and that you can't help them. You are an expert at, you know, helping them. And as you know, more people kind of get on board and recognize what you do, you can then create those other pages and start inviting people over to those kind of systematically. And um, Johnny, um, he's from the Temecula office, uh, made a really great comment about how he uh, posts videos from showings to his stories anytime he can, and it gets a lot of engagement. Let me tell you, and I'm going to get on a tangent. I'm going to try to keep it really short this time. 
people have opinions, right? We all have opinions. We love to share our opinions. We really just do, especially if we're behind a camera or uh, behind a computer or behind a phone, right? Because it's just easier and there's keyboard no warriors. fallout. Yes, yes, keyboard warriors. I'll, I'll be honest, when it comes to... Um, when it comes to uh, certain things, I'm a huge keyboard warrior on the back because I love sharing my opinion um, versus doing something like a personal group. But, but I always keep mine positive. But anyways, my point is, though, is that if you can, sh you know, do a showing or talk about, you know, a brand new listing or an open house and ask questions while you're doing it, ask for feedback, ask about like, hey, rate this backyard one to ten you're going to build up more engagement. And the more engagement you build, it's telling Instagram that people want to connect with you. It's telling Instagram people want to see your stuff, that they like what you're posting. So then Instagram is going to go in the back and be like, oh, people are liking this. I want to share this. The more people like the people who are engaging it. And they're going to help you build out that audience and help you get seen, you know, two times um, more than what your normal um, amount would be. Yeah, and this is, I mean, if... Those of you who, you know, pay attention to your Instagram a lot, like if, if you notice that you're seeing the same 10 or 12 accounts shown first across the story section of your account, or if you're scrolling through your feed and you're seeing the same 10, 15 accounts posting stuff, there's a reason for that. You've engaged with that content in some way or form that is telling the algorithm that you like to see that content. Um, if you go into the settings of your Instagram, you could actually see Instagram tells you the... Um, the top accounts that you engage with most and the top accounts that you uh, engage with the least. I personally use, use this as a way to unfollow accounts. I don't need to follow anymore. How many times do we, you know, we see one post or one video that we like. And so we like it, we maybe comment on it and then we kind of maybe look at one or two more of their things and then follow them. But we don't really do much with it after that. Next thing you know, a year later, they're showing up in that least engagement um, list of Instagram. And you're like, wow, yeah, I really don't like that account as much as I thought I did and unfollow it. Um, there's a lot of things that the algorithm is doing behind the scenes that we don't even realize. I, th I think I discovered that feature like maybe a year and a half ago. And I don't know about some of you guys, but I've been on Instagram since like 2011 or something, maybe 2010. Uh, um, and just one of those things that really tells the story of what the algorithm is doing behind the scenes to make sure that the content that you will find relevant, that you will find interesting is shown to you at all times over anything else. And let's see, I can't tell if yes, he's present. I know April stepped away. Uh, yes, do, you have anything, do you have anything to add to that before <laughs> we move on? No, I think that was great. I definitely agree. Cool. So, um, Getting into some of the analytics, we've all, all three of us have touched on different analytics. Um, some of our um, commenters have touched on it as well. Um, the, out, the analytics that matter, a lot of people see an account and they're like, oh, this account has 1.5 million uh, followers, but their things are getting low views or low comments. I know 1.5 million is probably a bad example to use on that, but we see a high number <laughs> of followers and then a low number of shares, comments, um, et cetera. Um, call these vanity metrics. It looks cool to have a lot of likes or a lot of follows, but are those people engaging with your audience? This gets back to everything with the algorithm. Are they commenting? Are you commenting back? Are they sharing? Are they uh, saving posts? 
Um, all of these things are super important uh, for the algorithm to make sure that your post is relevant and it's being seen. And April, because I feel like you probably have some sand this, I want to remind you, you are muted. Um, so you unmute yourself before you speak. There we go. <laughs> okay. And what was the question? You cut out for a second. Uh, we're just talking about analytics. What's important? What's not important? Vanity metrics versus oh. metrics. Yes, guys. Y'all aren't going to be celebrities overnight. So if you're not growing by the thousands, I promise you it's okay. But I will also tell you that having a small and niche audience is going to be 10 times easier for you to get more clients, build more leads, and foster a better community, right? Because it's tailored. You're going to be able to have those conversations. You're going to be able to develop content that actually matters to those people. Because as you start growing into the thousands or into the 10,000s, it's going to make creating content really hard. And that's where I feel like imposter syndrome comes into play. It's because if you have too much of an audience, you just don't know what to post. You don't think what you have to say really matters. So having a really niche audience and having you know, a couple hundred or a first 1000 followers is really, really to your benefit. It's, it's a little bit easier. Now metrics that you should care about are literally three things. Okay. The first metrics are people engaging. That's a like, that's a touch point. So it's a like, a comment, a save, a share, um, a response in your Instagram stories or a DM, right? Those are engagements that actually a one matter. The other thing in analytics that matters is your impressions or views like who's seeing it is that growing um, because that's going to come back to your strategy that's going to be either your hashtags the type of content your brand pillars the design of content that's going to really um whether it's video versus carousels versus one feed post that's something else to really pay attention to and then the third thing is the amount of transactions and leads that are coming through that is the last thing to care about okay because if you are getting that and you only have 250 people who are following you, then you're still winning at the end of the day, right? You are still able to cash checks and that's all that matters. You're still getting paid for what you're doing and what you love to do. So those are the analytics that I recommend you guys pay attention to. Yeah. And I want to touch up briefly on a couple of things you mentioned. The first one is, you know, about the creating content and the uh, versus the number of followers you have. I think it's really important to think about too, that if, say somehow you do find that overnight success you have uh, you know you have maybe they went viral followers or whatever you had a post that just goes super viral next thing you know you wake up and you got 20,000 followers it seems crazy but it does happen in that sense yeah you're gonna get that imposter syndrome of oh my god what do I post but however if you build it more slowly if you know over you know three years you go from you know 100 followers to 1500 2000 3000 whatever it may be over an extended period of time it's going to be more obvious that the content you're posting and that you're sharing is relevant to your audience because it's been growing with your audience over time and so that may make it easier and at the same time the analytics you know we talked um april touched on things like likes um impressions other engagement metrics um leads things like that what I think really matters with all of those is that they're all working in tandem. You can have, you know, 500,000 um, impressions, but if your engagement rate is like 0.03%, then yeah, the it's getting shown to a lot of people, but none of those people really care about what you're posting. Um, so, and yes, you may be able to uh, touch it more, more on this about finding that important middle ground of, posts that are going to be relevant and content heavy and 
going to be supported by your audience. So you may not want 500,000 impressions. You may want 50,000 impressions and a much higher engagement rate. Yes, definitely. Um, there are also, um, you know, what April mentioned was exactly what I look at as well. But, you know, after every single post you put out, um, I think it's important to look at each insight. I, for instance, take a look at what each post, you know, the accounts reached, the accounts engaged, and if, you know, how, what posts are triggering a lot of profile activity, meaning a specific post is triggering someone to go take a look at my profile, go click on the link, you know, kind of browse through what your brand is all about. Um, so I definitely think it's important to kind of look at the insights for every post, see what posts are doing that for you and what kind of posts aren't, and kind of go from there and cater to kind of what posts you need to put out from there. You know, whether it's you need to start educating more, whether you need to kind of, you know, switch up your kind of content. Um, but definitely, I think it's important to look at insights and see what posts are kind of, you know, having people take action and, you know, engage with you. And now helping with that is, you know, audience engagement, engaging with your audience. Um, a common thing that people think is that the audience engagement is going to come naturally. If they like if they like the post or you know video whatever it may be that I'm sharing, they're gonna tell me how they feel. Sometimes you have to push the conversation. You may get you know one or two people commenting on, but if you don't do anything with it, it's not gonna grow the conversation. What one general rule of thumb I like to push is that you know if you post something um, to for your business page, not necessarily your personal page, if, you know you want to share something with your family, but something related to your business to grow your audience you're going to want to stay active and, you know, respond in real time, help drive the conversation. If someone leaves a comment with a question, quickly respond to that question with an answer and hope that it's going to um, bring more people into the conversation. Definitely. Great point. Uh, oh, thank you. Sorry. I just got a notification on something on there. Um, so in relation to, uh, you know, comments and stuff like this in general. Um, you want to respond to things. You want to be active. You know, I've, I've recently had, th there's a company that I've followed since early on in the pandemic. It's a candle company I discovered on TikTok um, when they were pretty much brand new and uh, based out of Canada. They had like, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred um, TikTok followers and uh, they were really just trying to grow their business. So I took a chance. They're a small business being getting in the pandemic. I ordered some candles from them, ended up loving them. And I've had several orders since. And then a couple of weeks ago, I ordered um, one of their specialty candles that came out and um, posted, I think I commented on something on their post or um, shared it or I shared it on my story. And they immediately with like, I, I shared this on my story, maybe like 11 PM within about 15, 20 minutes, they had liked my story um, reshared it to theirs and went into my DMs, uh, thanking me for the support and, um, just showing appreciation for it. That was huge to me as someone who, um, has watched this particular brand grow, um, moving to the United States uh, a few months ago. Now they're based out of Los Angeles and now they ship, you know, everywhere. They have tons of followers. Uh, they're doing fantastic. And so those are the kind of engagements that really builds an even stronger connection. I had, to me, I had like a kind of baseline relationship with them. I liked their product. I ordered it frequently and that was about it. But them taking that extra initiative, even that late at night um, was huge. And 
you know, you guys as our, as agents should be looking at these notifications as they come in. I agree. Definitely. I think brands are really honored when, you know, we are tagging them, you know, as, as I'm sure agents would be honored if, you know, they have clients who are tagging them, you know, mentioning them. Um, I think that's what you just mentioned is really, really important because Instagram really takes into consideration when your mentions, you know, are active, you know, when you're being active with other accounts. I remember um, I had an agent bring me Better Buzz Coffee not too long ago. So I took a picture of it. I uploaded to our story and I tagged Better Buzz, who has like, I think almost 50,000 followers. Um, so they, they reposted us to their story and we had their audience you know, look at our brand, you know, come browse us. We, I think we came to, we gained a couple followers from that. So, it, you know, even if it's little things like that, as like a coffee, it's really important to kind of engage with other, you know, whether it's people, brands, I think, you know, that exposes your account to other people's audience as well. And um, last thing we want to get into, it's kind of the big one. I know um, uh, this one's very important to April, but um, Yessie shares similar opinions on this um, as April. So we're going to kind of go on without her if she wants to jump in. But hashtags, um, this is the last one we're going to touch on, guys. Hang with us. I know uh, we're running a few minutes over than what we normally do. But um, hashtags in general, how many hashtags does Instagram allow? They allow you to use up to 30. Um, how many of those should you be using? April's back and she's smiling. All 30. Um, should, you be using, <laughs> should you be using three or four? April's going to tell you to use all I... 30. I'm going to tell, let's, let's get, let's, before we kind of debate this, let's get into what we, what we think, just the number. I'm in the realm of, you should be using anywhere from like six to 12, extremely relevant, searchable, relatable hashtags for each post. April? I believe all 30 because you don't want to leave money on the table. And that's how I think of it. Yesi? I think the sweet spot that I've found is between anywhere between like 15 to 30 with an emphasis in like 20 ish is like really good. Um, I think the more the merrier, honestly. Um, so definitely. I'm yeah, yeah I'm citing more towards April though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah see, there, this is a dot. This is the hill I will die on. <laughs> there, there's some pros and cons with this. And I'm, I'm totally fine. You know, we're all, yeah. we are all three of us going to die on our individual hills on this, I think. Um, <laughs> but some of the pros and cons, you know, you, if, the more hashtags you use, there may be some hashtags that you're using that either um, have so many people searching those hashtags that unless you're posting consistently and really constantly with those hashtags, you're not going to be able to be found in the, you know, the haystack of 200,000 posts for them. Um, there's the other side of it is your hashtag that you may be using may be relevant to what your content is, but it may be so niche in its design that no one is searching for that hashtag. You might have five or six people searching for it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're, you're going to be seen by those five or six people, but is it really going to help your growth? It really all depends. Uh, that's why my personal stance is anywhere between a sweet spot of like six to 12, highly relevant to your post, highly relevant to your audience. And um, can't forget, you know, the competitive nature of it. You know, are you going to be able to be competitive in a hashtag search that has a million posts? No. Are you going to be able to be competitive in a hashtag search that only has a hundred thousand posts? Very much likely. April, you're excited. Okay. Let's go to Yessie. April's muted. <laughs> I think it's really important to use hashtags that are relevant to the posts 
that you're putting out. Um, and I think it's always great to experiment. I think that's, you know, you get, that's the only way you can really know your sweet spot. Um, and definitely every post that you put out, you should have hashtags that are relevant to it. Um, I think it's really great to experiment. What I do is I have sets of hashtags and I kind of experiment, plug and play with depending on the type of content that I'm putting out. April, you, you look excited. <laughs> I'm old school and this is so funny. Here's the thing. Can, wait, no wait, wait. Right Can you say old school to something that is only less than 20 years old? Yes. Yes, I can, because that's the amount of time Instagram has changed the rules on all of us that has been killing somebody who's like a love of digital marketing and social media person, because it's hard to, you know, you're always relearning, you're always re-strategizing. And, you know, the, here's the thing, there's no right or wrong answer. There just isn't. It's all, it's all variables. It's what are your audience like? What, you know, what is your audience like? What do they look up? It's like SEO, you know? Are you utilizing because I could use seven, you know, I can use what Jake said, his strategy, but maybe my content or maybe my hashtags of choice are only semi, you know, into the post and what I post about and things like that. Maybe I'm just using Valentine's Day and fluff hashtags, you know, there's all kinds of variables that come into it. Um, but here's the biggest thing is like, I use an old school method called the staircase method where you use a little bit, you build out over 30 hashtags, you build out a little staircase. You use a little bit of individual personal branding niche hashtags, right? Then you go into more general, bigger hashtags under the millions and the couple hundred thousands or the 10,000s of what's relatable, right? What's trending, it's a lot more uh, market research. And then I'll throw in, what's going viral you know what i mean um and those would be like my last three to five hashtags so i'm building this staircase of hashtags based off of what's trending what's going viral what um i think my audience is going to look up but also things that are personally branded to me so if any of my people know like i'm you know the pink suit real estate agent right and that's like my theme and that's my slogan they're gonna be able to put in pink suit real estate girl or whatever that slogan is as a hashtag and see all of my content, right? Because that's a personal branded one. So that's the strategy I use, but it's really all about what Yessie said, experimenting, mm -hmm. tracking, knowing your numbers and figuring out what's right or wrong. And I'm a big person that the more you fail, the more closer to getting what you need um, and going viral and making your posts, um, have more impressions, et cetera, um, by just testing it out. And there's two questions, Jake, in the comments. One is Johnny and one is by Helen. Yep. And I, I do want to get I into love the answer. Quick. Yeah. Real quick. I want to get into, uh, before we touch on those, one thing that you mentioned that I think is super important with hashtags and where I might myself, uh, go towards the side of 30 is if you're posting content that is very specific to something like a Valentine's day or like a national holiday mm -hmm. like that, where people can be searching infinite number of different things for content or things that they want to see. And that's a place where it's very easy. Like if it remotely has to do with Valentine's day, throw it in there. Um, you're going to get some views on there and it's going to help you kind of grow from that end. 
Um, if your post is something more in line with your personal business, are you trying to grow your personal business or a listing or something specific like that? That's where we might want to get a little bit more stylized. Now, um, some questions. Um, you, you mentioned the Facebook user, I believe it was Johnny who posted this. I see people putting hashtags in their comments after they also use some of the original posts. Does this do anything positive? So yes and no. Um, years ago, I don't know how long ago, but years ago, some galaxy far, far away, um, there was a hack that Instagram was not aware of where people would put 30 hashtags in the um, main body of their content and then they would put 30 hashtags in the, as the first comment. Different hashtags, allowing them to use 60 total hashtags. Instagram didn't catch on to this for a while. And so it made it to where more there's more hashtags used and uh, people would find it different ways. I'm not sure how recently, but sometime in the last you know s several years, Instagram caught on and made it to where you can put up to 30 hashtags in either the content body or the comment section or some combination of both. Um, but you wouldn't be able to use more than 30 combined period. Um, and the great thing on that, and this is something that, you know, a lot of people didn't have, don't generally realize is that if you put your hashtags in the comment section, those are searchable. However, if a user, like if April posts something and I comment, um, that that post was hashtag fire or something like that. My hashtag as a commenter on her content is not going to be searchable. So as long as the general user posts it, it's going to actually have benefit for your posts. I also just want to add in that, um, again, I'm a little old school and I have old school techniques built in my head and I feel like they still work. When I do my content, I like to do about 15 hashtags in the caption and then 15 as the first comment. The reason why I do this is because I don't want people to, I like long form content. That's just who I am as a person. My audience knows that about me. I, I'm a storyteller. So I don't want them to read all of this and then feel like there's more when it's just a bunch of hashtags that they don't care about. They're already on the post, right? So I like to break it up and do 15 um, in the caption and 15 as the first comment. And I still get the results that I want, but it's not as spammy and it's not um, too much where my audience will just skip and be like, oh, it's just, you know, BS. I don't want to read this anymore. So that's why I think some people do some in the original post, some in the first comment, plus um, making sure that you put a first comment right after you post something is a great way for engagement. It's like an engagement hack instead of waiting for somebody to comment and then you can reply back it's just a great way to get that extra boost of your post yeah no i like that i mean and for me personally if i were to venture on the side of more hashtags that's the strategy i would take i may post you know my um highly specific six or seven hashtags in the main body and then use the <laughs> first comment to do everything else i think that's something that personally i haven't considered before um so that's a great point by april yesi what are your thoughts I like to put them all in the um, the caption. The reason being is that I use a lot of scheduling software tools, which it's, you know, it's more convenient if you're using, if you ever decide that you want to invest in a, you know, scheduling software, um, you're going to find that it's way more convenient for you um, to put all of the hashtags in the caption. Um, and then, you know, real estate agents have a really, really busy schedule. You know, it'll just put out, do it all for you and put the hashtags for you rather than you going in on your phone and putting in the hashtags yourself. Um, 
And I think regardless of what you choose, what method you find works better for you, um, you know, all hashtags are searchable, whether it's in the comments, whether it's in the caption, they are searchable. Instagram will process them. And, you know, I think, you know, it's just a matter of what you like best, but it all works. Yeah, that's one thing to definitely keep in mind. Um, yeah, on our end, um, as an agency, we tend to use those scheduling platforms. And a lot of agents, um, I, I know you guys probably use the same, um, or if you post, you know, directly, you know, just through the app, it's much easier that way if you want to put things in comments, but the platforms, they just, they don't allow you to yet. Maybe that's something um, some of those platforms are working on, who knows? Um, but as of right now, it's, it's not something that's, that they're allowing. So you'd have to schedule it and then you'd have to have the time it's posted, go back to your the native app and then leave a comment with all those hashtags. And it kind of defeats the purpose of scheduling in the first place. Um, last question we have is from uh, Helen Ortega, uh, one of our newer agents out of the Temecula office. Let's know how do you find hashtags that are going viral? This to me, I don't know that it's an exact science. I mean, it's, it's a matter of paying attention and um, looking at what videos and uh, content are going viral and people are following. And then um, just kind of going off of that, um, I think April has something since uh, she jumped yes. in. Yes, hi, jumped in, ran in. Um, <laughs> a great way is to go into wherever, whatever social platform, for example, Instagram and go to the discovery and go into hashtags. What you want to look for is um, how many, uh, how many usage has it been? And you don't want the ones that hit over a million. You are looking for ones that are about to go viral. You want to hit it at the top of the piece. So what you're going to look for is the ones that are in the 10 to 50,000 uses. That's when you know, okay, people are utilizing it. It's getting traction. Those are the ones that you want to use. Hopefully. Uh, yes. Any, any idea from you? Yes. Um, there are... There is, um, I, I believe there is online um, hashtag generators that some people like to use. Um, you can always experiment with those, although I feel like the hashtags they do give you are a little bit general. Um, another method that I use is I just research. If I see a piece of content in my niche is going viral, I take a look what hashtags did they use? You know, that's kind of, you, you have to perform hashtag research and kind of do a little bit stalking look at the content that's performing well, look at the hashtags they used. Um, you know, I always, you can always go on the Instagram search bar and click on, you know, start typing in hashtag real estate. You can just start with something really, really general. Look at the top performing content on there. Look at the hashtags they're using and make your own little list out of there. Um, that's basically hashtag research. You kind of just have to look at the top, you know, the best performing content and, kind of look if those hashtags are something that would go well with the content you're going to post, save them. I always save in sets. Um, I save a lot of sets of hashtags and kind of that I can cater to every kind of piece of content that I can put out. Yeah. Uh, I like you mentioned there's different uh, sources online. Um, I'm losing the name of one that I've used a lot in the past, but there's some where you can like, if you have an idea of a hashtag that you want to use, you can type in that hashtag into the search bar and then they're going to, it's what it's going to do is come up with um one of my favorite ones, it comes up with like a kind of like a, a bubble of different hashtags. So it'll show yeah. your hashtag kind of in the middle. Um, and then it'll show, you know, tons of hashtags around it of various sizes, indicating how many search uh, searches they're getting. So you can then those hashtags are related to your, 
your original hashtag. So you can use information like that to kind of build out your hashtag strategy and build those group sets. Um, I'll post, um, I'll try and find out, uh, find what it is. I haven't used it in a while since I haven't had to do social media uh, management in a while, um, but I'll post it into the, uh, in a post onto our Facebook group. I'm also gonna be sharing this slide deck of what we discussed today. Um, so I, I do wanna thank Yessi for coming on the show. I wanna thank April for jumping on last minute um, to kind of help us um, with the engaging conversation. I wanna thank everybody who was viewing this one. It was a long episode, the longest we've done, um, but for the most part, everyone was here, consistent viewership, um, even uh, even how to spam or uh, leave a comment. So I think that means we've reached a new level <laughs> I think we're like, we're climbing. I think that's, that's, we're growing. If a spammer's commenting, then we're good. Um, that's a good sign. We're growing. We're getting out there. Right. <laughs> uh, as always, if um, you guys haven't done so already, um, you can subscribe to the podcast form of this show on any, any platform that podcasts are um, streamed on, whether it's Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Google podcasts. We are discoverable on there now as well. Um, you can go back and listen to past episodes this episode as well. And each new episode is gonna drop every Monday within a couple hours of the episode ending. So it'll be up today by probably five o'clock, if not sooner. Can I add a, a, a plug really quickly before we yeah. leave? All right, guys, if you are a Windermere agent and you're watching this, remember we have um, Hot Seat Marketing on Fridays now with me, where we do hands-on marketing and what's great is I'm going to be talking about listing presentations and how to use social media, just like Instagram and some of the features to get your listing presentation out there so you can get more leads and close more transactions. So that's going to be this Friday. And I love going over and utilizing what Jake talks about on Monday. And then we put everything that we learn on a strategy level and we put it into hands-on action on Friday. So I hope to see you all there. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, just want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is Windermere Homes and Estates spelled out fully. Um, and I always repost everyone who tags us on their stories. You'll get reposted on our Instagram. So don't forget to follow us. Yeah, absolutely. Follow us on the socials. Um, if you're a Windermere agent, check out that class that when, uh, April's doing now. It's a fantastic class. Last week was the first one. Had a ton of people on it. It was highly engaging. Very great stuff. Um, and as always, I'll see you guys next Monday for another episode of Mondays with Marketing. Thanks.